Hi, this is Nicole Lane, and you are listening to Life After the Death Penalty. Uh, This is my first podcast, and I'm not even going to lie, this is tough. Podcasts are tough to make, you guys. I thought I had a lot of time to make this podcast, um, and then I found out that Alpha Dog was going to be on Netflix, and um, while people all want to listen, I have a few things I'd like to say. So what I want to do right now is talk about the key players um, and where they are 20 years later. I'm here. I just want to make sure people know because I do not believe that Ryan Point should be condemned. Um, I believe these boys were children when they made the stupid, stupid decision to end a boy's life. I believe they were all equally guilty in killing Nick Marklis. Um... Ryan Hoyt was not a friend of the co-defendants. He was a mentally ill, immature tag-along that they took advantage of. His ignorance and misguided loyalty on a daily basis. He was a perfect storm of an abusive childhood, mental illness, and drug addiction. These boys used that to do their dirty work for them. And it worked. Three of his co-defendants have been back on the streets in time to have families of their own and live out the rest of their lives. Jesse James Hollywood was found guilty of murder and kidnapping after he was brought back from Brazil, but with the passing of a new law in California, I do believe that his charges will soon be changed and he will also have a date. While Ryan, who did not kidnap him, he did not ask for any of this. He was given a ton of drugs and a Tech 9 and told, I need you to do this. He was guided to the area where he was placed in front of Nick Markowitz and he pulled a trigger to an automated weapon that he had no idea what would happen when he squeezed that trigger. Ryan had never fired a gun before. So not only did Jesse James Hollywood and his friends use Ryan to take the fall for the murder, they initiated the district attorney did the same thing when he set Ryan up to take the big hit so everyone could get off easily. It has been 20 years since that day. And while Rugi and the other two are living, Ryan Hoyt is dying slowly on death row. He lives his life from cage to cage to cage amongst serial killers, psychopaths, and child rapists while he prays for just one more chance. Jesse Rugi. He was the right-hand man to Jesse James Hollywood. He was present from the time that Nick was kidnapped until he took his final breath. He was responsible for watching Nick most of the time. Jesse knew Nick prior to when he was kidnapped by the boys. Nick trusted him, and he knew that Nick's life was in danger from the moment that Jesse Hollywood asked him to kill Nick. But he did nothing. He tied Nick up, and he gagged him before he was killed. Jesse was sentenced to life with the ability to go before parole after only seven years. In 2013, he was paroled. At 33 years old, they described him as a model inmate. You will find that every one of these young men, including Jesse James Hollywood and Ryan Hoyt, have all been model inmates while locked away in high-level prisons. It is truly evident by how they have served and are serving their time that they were young, they were very dumb, but they are not a danger to society. I believe they were all capable of rehabilitating. Not just 
with this story with many others but we will that we will discuss in the future you will see that in the late 90s early 2000s the sentences handed out by DAs did not make any sense and California paid 19 million dollars to add an R it used to be the CDC and California said oh, we're going to add an R for rehabilitation um, and then they added a youth offender law and the youth offender law said if you are serving even life without parole after 15 years if you are under 25 years old after 15 years you go before the parole board and they check to see you know who you grew up to be because an explosive kid can still grow up to be a mature man that can live outside of a cage there's two groups of people that um, are not included in that youth offender law um, one of them is the condemned and the other one is three strikers so um, obviously Mr. Hoyt is condemned so he's not included in that law um What made Ryan the person that he was? Um, his parents were very abusive. His dad uh, beat them. His mother was untreated bipolar. And she also suffered from depression. Um, they were young, really young, when they started having kids. And they failed all of their children. Ryan has a sister and a brother. And um, both of them have struggled throughout their life well all three of them um he also was bipolar he had a cocaine addiction that jesse fed for him he was an alcoholic uh his dad had previously moved and um kind of just left him there um that's not a big deal you know you're 20 years old somebody moves and you know it's time to be a grown-up but if there's anywhere that you don't want to try to be a grown-up at when you're not ready, it's the San Fernando Valley. It's a very, very expensive place to live. Um, Ryan depended on Jesse. He depended on Jesse for everything. And uh, he was going to do whatever Jesse asked him to do. Kind of hurts my heart right now um, that I know that you came to this blog to hate these guys. I used to hate them too, but then I realized that they were kids. They were kids, and they have every single day saw Nick's face. They have every single day regretted what they did, what they took from Susan and Jeff Markowitz. Um, and what they took from themselves. This life has not been easy uh, for either one of the two of them that are still in prison. As far as the three of them that are not in prison anymore, they've kept themselves out of the media. They haven't gotten in any trouble. And, uh, you know, they're just living their lives. And I've sat back and I've tried to think. What what do they deserve, Shannon? 
if you don't think that Ryan should be on death row, and you don't think that Jesse Hollywood should be spending life without parole, does nobody stay in prison? And is Nick Markowitz's death in vain? Or, I mean, what do they deserve? Is 20 years in solitary confinement on death row being handcuffed everywhere you go and constantly in cages um is that worth 40 years of going to prison and being on the main line where um you know you can program and you're not handcuffed and you can even have like family visits as you know family could have came and stayed you know three days with him whatever um that california offers as far as that's concerned um is it is 20 years on death row, 40 years on the main line. I mean, what does Jesse deserve? Because not only did he play a huge part in this, but he ran. He ran to Brazil and he enjoyed his life for nine more years before he had to come over and face uh, his crime. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but I, I want you to tell me what you think that they deserve. Uh, because Ryan has, uh, in 20 years, 17, that he's been uh, in San Quentin, he's never had a write-up. He's never had a write-up. He's never disrespected an officer. He has um, been as patient as he can be with uh, his not-so-great neighbors. Um, he has just minded his own business and stayed very quiet he's never talked to the media he didn't talk to the alpha dog producers uh, when they asked to speak to him he's just done his time and every day he's thought about Nick and every day he's thought about what happened and he's even thought about Jesse Um, if you've creeped hard enough if you're sleuthy enough uh, you will see that um, Jesse makes comments that he didn't tell Ryan to kill Nick. That Ryan just did it all on his own. I mean, Ryan, he was in the San Fernando Valley. And this was before cell phones and the internet. So, pretty sure, I'm not sure he had a pager. Maybe he had a pager. Um, but he just knew all on his own to go to the lemon tree inn and pick up Nick and do whatever happened to Nick. I don't think so. But Jesse likes to tell that story. Jesse likes to say that he didn't tell Ryan to do it. He shouldn't be in jail. And um, even at that, you know, Ryan hopes that Jesse gets a date someday. And Jesse will uh, because California passed a law that says that no one can be charged with murder if they did not commit murder. So in due time, Jesse Hollywood gets a date. Now, had he not ran away, he would probably be a little bit closer to getting out with this said date. But since he ran away, he'll probably do a lot more years in prison before he actually gets to see freedom. But Ryan, tiny cage, tiny, tiny cage, always handcuffed scars, scars on his hands from the handcuffs um, no hope no hope for anything more 
than what he has right now. Always close custody. Um, 20 years so far. It's been 20 years. Each and every one of these people killed Nick. Not just Ryan. So why is Ryan on death row? And why are three of them free? And why is the guy that wasn't even there doing life without parole right now? I know that you want to hate him. I hate what he did. I hate what he did a lot. But he was very sick. He was very bipolar. He was very high. He did not take them to the park. They took him. They got him as high as they could get him. They got him as drunk as they could get him. And um, they showed him where to go. They took Ryan and Nick. And Nick, Ryan did what they told him to do. He had never fired an automatic weapon before. He had no idea what was going to happen when he pressed that Tech 9. Could he have refused? Absolutely, he could have refused. And he should have refused. Could Jesse Ruge have told Nick, get the hell out of here? Absolutely, Jesse Ruge could have. Could uh, William Skidmore have done something? Absolutely. These guys all claimed that this was all Ryan. It was all Ryan, but there was one Ryan. And there was four of them. And nobody could take him. Didn't play out like that, guys. It didn't. And it's this isn't right. This man doesn't die on death row. I need you guys' help. I need you to help me help Ryan Hoyt. Um, he has went uh, leaps and bounds as far as his mental health is concerned. He sees a psychiatrist. He has um, been put on medication. He's been weaned off medication. He has kept um, the most positive attitude that a person can keep in the situation that he's in. His parents that were a shit show back then, maybe they're not a shit show anymore, but they don't talk to him. He has one aunt who has went to hell with a bucket of water for him she has and a a grandmother that loves him very much that would like to see him again um other than that I mean he's been alone in his little cage by the bay for 17 years and that is too long that is too long and it is not fair the district attorney of California used him to let these other guys get off super easy. They should have all had the same sentence. They all killed that little boy. Each and every one of them. So hopefully, um, I took your curiosity that came from watching this hideous movie and I turned it into... You wanting to help me right the wrongs that were made so many years ago. I did not even hit on Ryan's attorney, did I? Ryan Hoyt's attorney's name was Sherry Owen. Sherry Owen had been on the bar for nine months when she took this capital murder charge. 
Not only had she only been on the bar for nine months, but she was already in trouble with the bar. She needed money. And she knew with Ryan's case came money. She knew a movie was going to be made. She knew that books were going to be written. She knew that it was all about money for her. So Ryan's grandmother worked for Sherry Owen. And so Sherry Owen convinces Ryan's grandmother that she's going to be his attorney. And um, she's going she's gonna to take care of everything. Sherry Owen was in so much legal trouble of her own. She literally missed Ryan's court dates so that she could go to court for herself. She did not, um, she didn't present, you know, the things the psychologist said. She didn't have an investigator. I mean, she wasn't going to spend any money that came from Ryan's family or the state, anybody that paid her. She wasn't trying to not spend it on Ryan because she needed it for her own defense. She didn't send investigators to talk to his dad. She did nothing for him. She did absolutely nothing for him. And as soon as he was found guilty, before he even went to his sentencing, Sherry Owen resigned from the bar. Had she not resigned, um, she would have been disbarred. And uh, she has not been a liar since. As a matter of fact, uh, I think the last time I checked on her, she was a bodybuilder or something. That was what he had to work with. That was who represented him in his capital murder case. Capital murder that is always a possibility that you can end up on death row. And that's exactly where he ended up because he literally had the worst attorney you can ever imagine. And since that time, um, California has stated that an attorney cannot represent a capital murder case unless they have 10 years of experience underneath their belt. Ryan Hoyt's shit out of luck, though. Shit out of luck. His direct appeal was just denied. Um, and I will share that with you. Um, his direct appeal. He has his habeas left. And, um... If his habeas can grant him another trial, then maybe he can get a sentence that is uh, more realistic, that puts him somewhere where he has some type of quality of life. And I can hear you. I can hear you. You're saying he doesn't deserve any quality of life because Nick didn't get to live. I feel you. I feel you on that. But if we're going to leave Ryan there, then we need to put Jesse back in. And we need to put these other guys back in. Because five people killed Nick. Not just Ryan Hoyt. Not because he held the gun. Not because he pulled the trigger. They all killed him. Ryan didn't kidnap them. He had no idea what was going on while he was sitting in Jesse's house taking care of his freaking dog. Think about that. He had no idea that these people were setting him up. That they were setting the stage for Ryan to end up in a day. In a day. From the minute he was told. Given his orders. Because that's what it was for him. He was used to following Jesse's orders. And he was so broke down mentally. He was so drug addicted. He was. He was not well. He was a perfect storm. Of mental illness. 
abuse, and drug addiction. A perfect storm. And Jesse Hollywood, he just controlled him like a little puppet. And he called on his little puppet after he couldn't get his friends to do it. And it was much safer because who gave a shit if Ryan ended up on death row? Who gave a shit what happened to little Ryan Hoyt? He wasn't shit anyways. It's not right. And um, if it's the last thing I do, I will figure out how Ryan Hoyt gets some type of a better life. Um, I'm not sure where in my life that I reached the point where I was deciding what murder was better than what murder. Who decided who deserved to be on death row and who didn't. Um, but I've learned a lot this last year since I started um, caring about the people that were on death row. That there is a difference. Um, even though I can't find a chart that says if you do this, this, and this, you're going to be condemned. But if you only do this, you're going to get life with. But if you only do this, then you might get life without. I mean, it, there's three three different ways, right, that you can end up sentenced. But they all committed the same crime. They all took someone's life. What's the difference? The difference is the media. If the whole world is looking, then you're going to go to death row. If no one is looking, then you might get to parole in 20 years. If some people are looking, you're not going to get death, but you're not going to get parole. In the 2000s and the late 90s, um, L.A. was fighting the wars, the gangs. The, it was always about the gangs, the gangs, the gangs. And um, when I read the court papers for the alpha dog people, they like to say that they were part of a gang. They were not part of a gang. Not Jesse, not Ryan, not even Ben. Nobody was part of a gang. Maybe Ben more than anyone. But, I mean, <clears throat> Ben's not on trial here. Ben, um, his name doesn't even deserve to be brought up in this conversation. Ben is not responsible for what happened to Nick. Um, I know that there was a feud between Ben and Jesse, but I, I find it irrelevant to what took place. Anyways, they took by saying, oh, they were their little white supremacist gang. So now we've lumped them into what we're doing to all the gang members. Um, in future episodes, like I'm going to show you that there are people on death row that didn't even kill anyone. Can you imagine that? You're on death row and you didn't do it. California just passed a law. It said they can't even charge you with murder if you were not the actual person that killed. You did not do it. You didn't take the life. So yay for those people. But if you somehow managed to get put on death row for that, it'll be decades 
decades for them to fight their way out, if they can even manage that. That's the biggest problem with death row. There's innocent people there, just like there's innocent people all over prison. But everything happens so slow. Ten years before you get your direct appeal. Ryan Hoyt just had his direct appeal. 16, 16 years is what it took for him to get his direct. No telling how long it'll take for him to get his habeas. Um, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, there's, there's several. And they're innocent. We all know they're innocent. Kim Kardashian will tell you they're innocent. <laughs> and everything goes at a snail's pace. So hopefully, hopefully they see freedom again um, while they're still alive. And, but this is after, I mean, they've known, that they've always known they were innocent. But some, most of them have been sitting there since the 70s, the 80s. Um, those are the people right off my head I can think of that are actually innocent. Not everyone that I think does not belong on death row is innocent. I'm not even going to say that Ryan Hoyt is innocent. And I honestly don't know. If he's innocent or if he's guilty. What I do know is who he is today. And I do know what his circumstances were. His mitigating factors. I know that he had a lawyer that should not have been his lawyer. And that at the very least, he deserves a trial that is fair and just. And that's what everyone deserves. I know that Susan deserves her son back. I know that she wishes that she was a grandma right now. And I wish she was a grandma right now. I wish that the whole day hadn't happened. And if I can't wish the whole day hadn't happened, I wish I didn't know that the day happened. I wish that when in my effort to make a change within the state of California specifically and death row that Ryan Hoyt's face didn't jump out at me and cause me to jump in to what he was doing there um, to become his friend um, to understand their story um, and to genuinely care Um, these people that you watched in a movie are they're real people they're real people and each one of them are amazing um but justice was not served um california did things terribly wrong and the problem is is that the only way that you can get california to right their wrongs is to get a documentary is to get the media the same media that put Ryan Hoyt on death row is going to be the media that gets him off of death row it's going to be me it's going to be you um you know Netflix (laughs) the same people that publish the show that you know Ryan's life right now will be a lot of letters a lot of letters people telling them that they hate him 
um, a lot of religious groups will be telling him, you know, that he's going to hell, that he needs God, are you saved? Um, it will, it will almost be like when the movie came out all over again for him for just a couple weeks and then you will forget again it won't be it'll be just another show to you but I'm begging you I'm absolutely begging you to know that it's not just a show and that in the years that Ryan and Jesse um and Jesse Ruge and William Skidmore and Graham Presley, all of them, they have all been decent human beings for the rest of their life. And even if they never see another day free, they will continue to be decent human beings in a concrete jungle full of convicts and um, criminals. They have stayed good there is good in them and they are are they're capable of rehabilitating if they're not already rehabilitating and they deserve a chance it's been a long time but they deserve at least a chance to walk out those gates at some point in their life an eye for an eye just makes the world go blind thank you so much for listening um Again, this was not what I wanted this episode to be. I just feel like it's very pressing right now because of the Netflix show. You guys have a great evening, and uh, I'll see if I can get some more stuff um, regarding Alpha Dog for you soon. Thank you.